0: The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at TNTradio.live. The conversation continues with Bruce Torres on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. This is World Stage, exposing the tyrannies and exploring our power with deep dives into history, current events, dangerous trends, and the nature of reality. Before I introduce my guest, I want to talk for a minute about about a substack at baileywicknews.substack.com, baileywicknews, which is published by Catherine Watt. Go there to find thorough, comprehensive information, documentation about the crime against humanity being inflicted upon us in the name of health vis-a-vis COVID and the injections. But, a couple of days ago, January 18th, she posted a transcript, much of a transcript of an interview she had re- recently done with a woman named Raynette Senum. Raynette, R-E-I-N-E-T-T-E, Senum, S-E-N-U-M. U- U- yes, U-M. And she is a former council member, mayor, and community activist for Nevada City, California. And some... Things they said will give you the gist of what is in this fantastic read," Renette asked. "So, if you don't mind, she's asking Catherine Watt, publisher of Baileywick News.substack. dot um, Some questions, a plethora of different directions we could take this talk. How did you get pub start get started publishing about COVID? And Catherine says, "My background is." Um, she majored in philosophy and natural sciences and then worked as a reporter for small newspapers exposing corruption and then got her paralegal certificate. And in doing that, Catherine Watt said, in some of my previous work, wrote a lot about the preemption doctrine, which I've talked about a lot, which is the idea that higher levels of government can come in and tell lower lower levels of government and people, you can't protect yourself from harms because this other higher level of law has come in. And that is what has equipped me, Catherine Watt, said, when COVID started, to look at how the international laws came in and the federal laws came in and made this weird tyrannical system function. Last paragraph I'll read. I was looking at land use issues. I was looking at environmental issues. And I realized by being part of citizens groups that were trying to get involved, that the decisions about whatever was going to happen had already been made before the public meetings when the county commissioners or the local board of supervisors was having their discussions. I hope I did justice to that, but you can read for yourself at bailiwicknews.substack this titled interview with Raynette Senem and discover these two passionate, intelligent truth finders and truth speakers and truth publishers and spread the word about them. With me this hour is Ken Maurer, a former National Basketball Association referee here in America with over 2,100 regular season games under his belt, suing the NBA because he was fired in October 2022 because he refused to take the COVID-19 injection. And because his subsequent request for his pension was denied, he filed a second lawsuit. His legal efforts can be supported at givesendgo.com slash Kenny Mauer, last name M-A-U-E-R. He pledges that when he wins in court, all contributions will be paid forward to others fighting to defend their rights. He has told his story on approximately 30 different shows with people like Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, Megan Kelly, and John Stockton, NBA Hall of Fame former player, and now here on the incredible Today's News Talk TNT with me. Kenny, it is an honor to speak with you today. How are you?
1: Thank you, Bruce. It's great that you're having me. I really appreciate it and um I'm happy to be here. I'm looking forward to this. Thank
0: you. Well, you you're very welcome. And I just thought I would tell you a little bit about me so you know who you know what you're talking into and how receptive and passionate i am to really hear your whole story and and cheer you on i drafted a book and, sub, and got accepted for publication right at the beginning of 2020 and my publisher said can't come out till next spring so great i'll keep researching stuff and i wrote a whole new chapter called COVID-19. And I got everything in the book right up to the top of 2021 when the vaccines were starting to come out. And I always regret calling them vaccines. And the name of my book is "God School, 9-11 and JFK, The Lies That Are Killing Us and the Truth That Sets Us Free. So I am very passionate about people like you who've got the courage to tell a story that reveals how our rights, your rights and freedom were, were trampled, and it ins- everyone who hears your story needs to be inspired to uh, find the same courage to do what they think is right in the areas that they feel that they might be falling short. So, I, I, I suppose, like to, I'll ask you, how do you like to set the stage, or do you want to describe what life was like for decades as a ref for the NBA?
1: Well, it's um, it's made me go back and 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 look. I started back in 1986. I mean, I started doing games in the CBA and the minor leagues back in the late 70s. So, um, I hate to I hate to explain to you my age without you even asking. But um, you know, I have been a referee. My father did it. My uncles did it. My brothers do it. Did it. Um, I was an athlete at the University of Minnesota. Refereeing took the place of of competing as an athlete. Um, the athletes in the NBA are the greatest in the world, as far as I'm concerned. And um, I wasn't good enough to be a professional basketball player. I took up refereeing back in junior college, so I became involved with the NBA back in the, like I say, late '70s, early '80s, and I loved every minute of it. I, I I'm proud of the people that I worked with, and I'm proud of the players and the and the coaches and 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 so many of the fans and the people that I've associated myself with over the years. And so I I, I I don't regret it. I was on the road 25 days a month, uh, most of the months that I refereed for over 40 years. So I, um, I regret I missed a lot of things at home, and um, and and things with family. But as far as the sport and the NBA, nah, it's a great game and it's a it's a great sport. But the NBA today is not the NBA, Bruce, that I that I became involved with, or or maybe it was and I didn't know. Um, but I like to think the latter. I mean, I like to think the the first, uh, my first example, I, I I don't think, I don't know why they've gone political. They try to say, I'm political. I'm, I'm not political. I don't want this to be political. Uh, with me, Bruce, it's about your your God-given rights to be able to choose for yourself as a human being in this wonderful country we live in, uh, whether you want to religiously or medically take a, a medicine, take a vaccine, whatever. I don't call it a vaccine either. So... Hmm. You know, after after so many years and uh, of just doing my job and trying to do the best I could and going from city to city and year to year, and I finally became successful enough to work playoffs and finals games and all star games, and and it was great. Then all of a sudden, you know, the our whole life changed back in nineteen twenty whatever month you want to uh, you know say it happened. But for us, it was March thirteenth when they told us all to go home, March thirteenth of two thousand twenty, and um. Again, back then, it was easy for me, Bruce, to make the decision I did because I didn't know a lot about the vaccine. I, I didn't like being mandated to do anything. I knew something was up and something was fishy, something I, I didn't understand why I was being made to do something. I But then I read the ingredients and I, I found what was in it. And I'm a Christian, Bruce. I've been a Christian my whole life. I've been a Catholic Christian since I was born. And so it was easy for my wife and I to say, wait a minute, you know. Uh, we knew what was in this stuff. We knew what was the mRNA that changed one's DNA. We knew about the aborted fetal cells used in harvesting, you know, living cells that are used in the developing and/or um, testing for this for these shots. We it was easy for us, but now, Bruce, two and a half years later, if people just have to get their head out of the sand, they have to start looking at just what's going on here, and 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 why all of a sudden are these all these mandates? And I believe it's all about money. It's all some. So, everybody's getting subsidized some way, shape, form by you know who. And um, I, I uh, we're going to try to find it out in court. We're in depositions right now. And uh, the NBA doesn't want to give up too many documents. But uh, uh, we know something's something's up. Why? Why? Why would they do this? Why would they why would they go strictly to the left? And why would they mandate all this? Um, we're trying to find it out.
0: Ken, let me let me rewind back to the beginning of your story just out uh, on a personal level, is it h- how many referees that started refereeing when you did, uh, were still doing it in 2020. Was it common no, for what, someone to have the career that, that you had?
1: No, I, I was the only one, uh, that was left. <laughs> if that's the way you want to say it. Um, that's a great question. Uh, the way you put it, um, I started with, you know, like I say, back in the seventies and eighties and, uh, I was in my. I would have gone into my thirty-seventh year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't thrive on this because I believe what I'm doing now is more important than any game I ever worked. But I would have been in my thirty-seventh year. I was the longest tenured referee at the time. And what's um, the average? What's
0: the average length of a referee's career in in and with the NBA?
1: Boy, that's a boy. You know, I don't know if I've ever been asked that. I really don't know. I would say probably. 15 years, maybe 12 years, 15, 20, 15 years. Um, referees now are going longer. They're staying in better shape. They're, they're healthier, I believe. Um, they're going longer. Of course, there's more games, but it's, a, it's it's more grueling because you're on the road a lot more than, well, I shouldn't say that. Probably mm-hmm. the older referees were as well, but that's a great question. I don't know what the average age is. I just know that, uh, like I said, I was one of the longest tenured in the history of the, in the NBA. I'm, I'm very proud of that. You know they can do whatever they want in assigning games um, that's that's all up to them but to um right. to stay healthy enough and, and 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 stay focused enough to be in the league that long I'm very proud of that
0: I and I had to ask because that was my impression of you as I've been studying you preparing for today but I'm glad I double-checked because you know I've been many I've been wrong before with assumptions but I'm thrilled you know, to hear the uh to that about you cause it confirms all that I'll infer about your love of the game, which I probably think is you tell me that, that I would I would imagine that's ninety percent of what it takes or took to go 37 years and looking forward for, for a number of many more years. Before this COVID problem with the NBA, did you have in mind how much longer you would want to keep refereeing?
1: Um I, I wanted to, to referee longer. Um, I, had, I, I had never missed a game due to any illness or health. I had never missed a game in 37, well, in 42 years. I never missed a game in the minors either. So I-, I Lou you know,
0: Gehrig, the Lou yeah, Gehrig of NBA referees.
1: Dick Bavetta also had done that. Dick's a, a friend of mine okay. and he, he's very proud of that. And he should be. He had, had had worked his career without missing a game. So I intended on doing it longer Um, I would have been, had I refereed three more years, I would, well, this would have been, I think, my 40th year. And I would have been the only referee in the history of the NBA to work 40 years. And I would have been, you know, I mean, people think that's nuts. And they're right. It is. Um, They can say all all that they want about that. Why would you want to do something like that? And they're right. But, um, you know, it kind of gets in your blood. You kind of do it and you kind of. Get from city to city and team to team, and it's kind of a way of life. And I wanted to do that, Bruce. I wanted to get forty, and then who knows after that? You know, I might have gotten forty-one, forty-two. Right. I don't know. I intended to work for more years, and I would have worked for more years. Um, that's not the way I wanted to end my career. That's not the way. No, you
0: see, you're the you're the you're the Michael Jordan. You're the Derek Jeter of referees to me. You like how long is the average player's career?
1: Oh, I I, I think they would say eight. Ten years, something like that. I mean, there's so many. Yeah, so
0: you saw you saw players come and go through their whole career. You probably saw some players who were the sons of players that you had refed, right?
1: Oh, I did. I refereed the sons of players. I've, I've refereed players that are now coaches and players that were assistant coaches that became coaches and. Oh, sure. I've refereed all of that. And it's great. You know, I mean, I mean, look, Doc Rivers is a good example. His son, I refereed Doc. And then when he played and then I, Doc was a great player and and and, and became a, a great coach in, the, in our league, in the league. And now I've, I've refereed his son. And so, you know, that's uh, that's good stuff. That's fun stuff. I mean, I think yeah. you early on, um, you know, they're testing you all the time. They 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 don't know your first name. And so you know they're yelling at me for a call maybe my partner made because they're not going to yell at him because he's been around. So you have to you know sow your wild oats. You have to become become established in the league, and after that, it's well, you still have to get plays right. Don't get me wrong. That's you have still have to do your job. But the relationships that you build up with these coaches, they learn to to trust you, and you learn to trust them. And and it's a it's a way of life in our league, but you have to earn did it. You, so that, did you have to? Did
0: you did you have to lobby? to ref NBA and championship games or were you invited to
1: no it's all done by the league um you know mm-hmm. it took me a long time to get into the playoffs it took me eight nine years to get into the playoffs and so mm-hmm. no it's 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 strictly by what, what you know they have a rating system I don't know and I don't want to know um but I know it has a lot to do with how they rate you with people in the NBA office coaches GMs uh, and they put it put it all together and, and use their own whatever Rating system, whatever um, that I don't know that I'm completely in accordance with or agree with now, but that's that's their business. They're, that's their job. They're they the, they're the NBA. They can do whatever they can do their whatever they want. But it's on merit, and it has nothing to do with how many years in the league or anything like that. So, um, you know, when you became a finals referee and were were one of the twelve selected to do the finals, uh, that was an honor, and people in our league knew that that was an honor, and and fans knew that that was an honor to be there because you were. Um, like I say, there's thousands of referees in the world, and you were one of twelve.
0: How many seasons did you do finals? If more than one?
1: Um, oh, I did a few. Um, I, I started. There's guys that done have done much more than me, so I'm 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 just you know grateful to have done finals games at all. But uh, I think I my first finals game was in like 2006. I think I worked. Uh, I don't know 12, 15 years of finals games and worked. I don't know 18 19 20 finals games total so that's Ken, an thank honor thank you to it's an honor yeah, to no, so, anyway
0: no i just got to reintroduce you before we we go to a break with me is kem mauer longtime nba basketball referee who is now suing to get his his pension and i think suing also to get his rein, reinstated because he refused to take the COVID injection And now here is important information from today's News Talk, TNT. TNT's Misty Winston.
2: She says, how is anyone still talking about October 7th? What Israel has done since October 7th is many times worse than what happened on that day by any conceivable metric. The only way to feel otherwise is to believe Israeli lives are worth many times more than Palestinian lives. How is Israeli suffering still being centered over vastly less significant acts of violence three months ago, while exponentially worse violence and suffering is being inflicted by Israelis right this very moment? If your nation is attacked and you respond to that attack by immediately murdering thousands of children with incredible savagery, then you forfeit any right to expect anyone to give a shit that your nation was attacked. Israel responded to the Hamas attack by doing something much, much worse than anything Hamas has ever done. And in doing so, completely delegitimizing itself as a state and completely validating everything the Palestinian resistance has been saying about the state of Israel since day one.
3: Misty Winston on today's News Talk, TNT. I'm
2: just going to do a little voice I want to alleviate my pain. I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me, and I was trying to figure it out, and I used the internet to help me do that. Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the mainstream advertising world. The people who are consuming this are children 13 14 15 years old and it's so easy for them to literally be groomed i just woke up one day and looked at myself in the mirror and asked myself what the heck am i doing
1: when trans identified kids are referred to specialized gender
2: clinics they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive your body image issues are worse. That's not supposed to happen. What do we do now? D-Trans, the dangers of gender-affirming care. For more information, go to Prageryou.com.
1: The human mind is like a computer. No matter how efficient it may be, its reliability is only as great as the information fed into
0: it. That's a campaign promise. Tell us the truth. Tell us the truth we mandate that the truth be told you're hearing it tnt this is world stage and with me is ken Maurer, nba referee who was terminated because he refused to take the covid 19 injection ken talk to me please about the your 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 termination—was that sudden? Was that weeks and weeks of negotiating and arguing and trying to make your case? Um, what 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 was what happened when you tried to invoke your rights to refuse the injection?
1: Now, there's a lot of people that don't even understand what took place and has what has taken place with with a lot of employers and a lot of employees like me. I I, I keep trying to tell people I'm one of Many. There's three of us, Jason Phillips, Mark Hyatt, and myself, who are now suing the NBA for discrimination, for denying us our religious beliefs. Um, The first year after the pandemic, you know, it it came out in like the end of 19, early 20, whatever month you want to say is, no one's actually quite certain, but like I say, I'll say, let's say the beginning of 20. Well, March 13th, they tell us all to go home. They say, I guess one of the first player... Contacted uh, the virus, and we all, basically we were all told to go home. So we sat home, and they denied they delayed the playoffs, and and that's back when the bubble took place in Orlando, in Disney. Remember back in the end of two thousand twenty, what was it, August, September, whatever it was of two thousand twenty. So then the the bubble takes place. Then they start, and there was no vaccine. What's the what's
0: I don't know what the bubble is. Tell me what
1: the bubble okay. is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Well, they canceled the season, the end of the 2020 season back then. So it was over. Well, they had to finish the season. They had to start the playoffs. So usually the playoffs are in April, May, June, right? Well, there was no NBA playoffs that year, if you remember. So -hmm. what they did is they they got together with the military and they got together with Disney and ESPN and the NBA and whoever else. Uh, We think the government, who knows? But they opened up Disney World and they flew everybody into – Disney World, they called it the bubble and they played a, long story short, round robin to finish the season. Then they went into the NBA playoffs. They had their NBA playoffs in August, September, October, whatever, of 2020 in the bubble. Wow. No one was able to go in, no one was able to go out unless they were vaccinated or what. I didn't take place in the bubble. I had surgery to my left wow. hip. And as I look back now, I'm I'm glad I had surgery to my left hip because it wasn't a pleasant experience for anybody. So then the season's over with, and they say, well, what are we going to do now? Well, they start the 2020, 2021 season late. They started on or about Christmas Day. So I remember flying to Portland and spending four or five days in Portland refereeing three games on Christmas Eve, Chris, what was it, the 23rd, 25th, 26th, whatever it was. And uh, then the season started. Well, there was basically there was testing done during that year. So we all opened ourselves up for testing. We were wearing masks. There was nobody in the arenas. It was all this craziness because nobody knew mm-hmm. what was, nobody knew anything at this. The, the, the restaurants were closed in the cities. You couldn't get to grocery stores. You remember uh, things were yep. boarded up. So that, yep. that gets us through the 2020, 2021 season. And again, we were all testing at that time. Well, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden between the 2000, that summer, the summer of 2021, they say that uh, the the nba goes to our union and says if you don't we're going to have you change the last year of your contract and the con the last year of our seven-year contract that says that if referees don't take the vaccine you're all going to be mandated to take the vaccine if you don't you won't be allowed to referee in the nba and so a lot of us said what you know we didn't know what to think there were 17 or 18 of us that voted it down but it passed so, you know, they were telling us all along that they were getting the players to be vaccinated. They were, gonna, they were trying to get the players to be vaccinated. Well, long story short, Bruce, the players were never mandated to vac- to be vaccinated. To this day, the players have never been mandated to take the vaccine. The, right. NBA players, the NBA players haven't, the NFL players haven't, and Major League Baseball players haven't. People don't know that. So now, mm-hmm. well, now it's the beginning of the season, September of 2021, and I'm saying, I'm sorry, but... It's against my religious beliefs. I'm not going to take the vaccine. Well, the NBA then offers us religious and medical exemptions. Well, I, I got I had, had COVID in September. And back then they were telling us that you know the vaccine is going to prevent COVID. Well, I had already had COVID, so mm-hmm. I applied for a religious and medical exemption. The medical exemption really was secondary for me. Basically, I was telling the NBA, I'm not going to work in the. If you're going to mandate me to take the vaccine, it's against my religious beliefs. I'm not going to do that. I never will do that. I will never take a vaccine affiliated with aborted fetal cells. I'm not going to do that. I'll go to jail. I'll I'll probably die before I do that. And so, they suspended us. There was a started out with nine, then it was six, then it was three, then it was five, then it was like three guys that actually stood their ground: Mark Mark Aya, Jason Phillips, and myself. And we said we're not gonna take the vaccine. So they suspended Mm -hmm. us. They suspended us in September of 2021 and gave us a year to decide if we change our minds. So we didn't work the 2020-21 season, excuse me, 21 22 season. Mm -hmm. And then in October 1st of 2022, when I still told them I'm not gonna take the vaccine, I was terminated. And the funny thing about that is, is in June or July, of that same summer, four months before that, the commissioner came on, went public and said, there will be no mandates this coming season. And yet they terminated us four months later.
0: Then what did you do?
1: Well, we said to ourselves, well, well, back back a year ago, we got an attorney and um, a very good attorney named Sheldon Karasek, uh, a man from um, attorney from New York, the New Jersey area. And we had an option to to go to arbitration. And Sheldon advised us not to go to arbitration. He said, they're just going to get an arbitrator that's going to be paid for by the NBA, which it was, and -hmm. at least we think it was. And um, so, you know, one referee decided, there was four of us to begin with, one referee decided to go to arbitration. Well, the NBA uh, executive board, our union, we voted in favor of him. The NBA office voted against him. And the arbitrary rule in favor of the NBA, so he lost, and he's out of a job. I don't know what he's doing right now, to be honest with you. So the three of us took Sheldon's advice and says, "No, we're going to sue them in in court." Well, we went to the state court to begin with. The e what,
0: e- what were you su- what did you sue for?
1: We, so we sued for discrimination. We said we were discriminated uh, we were discriminated on them not allowing us to you know carry out a, carry out our religious beliefs. And uh, what rem- we, fact,
0: what remedy did you want, or do you want?
1: Well, we wanted our jobs back. We 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 said we're being discriminated against. We, the Constitution says you're allowed your Christian beliefs. You're allowed your, you know, Christian. It's our Christian belief that we we just didn't feel comfortable with, with taking this vaccine. So whatever you want us to do, whatever accommodations you want us to take, you want us to test. You want we'll do whatever it takes. But we're not going to take this vaccine. And so again, they suspended us, and then they terminated us a year later.
0: Okay. And is it a joint lawsuit with the other two fellows?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a joint lawsuit, but each 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 of us will be handled individually settlement wise if it if it ever gets to that. Because like I say, I have you know almost 40 years in. Jason, I think has twenty-one, twenty two. Jason left, came off the floor and went into the NB office. Jason Phillips was the head of our of our um replay center in Secaucus. And he was an, he was one man that says, I'm sorry, I I I just I don't believe in this. And basically it's, mm-hmm. we all have the same reasons. They all have the same Christian beliefs. We all have believed in this since we were, you know, the funny thing is the NBA didn't even know what religion I was until two years ago. They never cared. And all of a sudden it's a big, it's a big, big thing with them. And they try to punch holes in my religious beliefs and try to punch holes in what the, what the Pope said here or, or what you did here, or you know, what you've done in your previous life. And it's just, um, all of a sudden I'm this bad guy and um but I don't care Bruce I they can do whatever they want I'm I'm going to stand fast and uh people people have to stand up for their for their god-given rights and that's what this is all about I I've said this is not about taking the vaccine this is not about ta- this is not about politics it's not about President Trump, President Biden. It's right, not about right. black, white. It's not It's not about what religion you are, what race you are, what right, color. Right. It's about your God-given right that you should never be mandated to do any You and your family to take any any right, form of right. vaccine. That's what I'm fighting for.
0: Well, what made you choose? It was the advice of the attorney to go forward with a lawsuit and not do arbitration. Is, is that what you said?
1: Well, I never wanted to go to arbitration. He didn't forced me one way or the other. I knew what arbitration was going to be like. There's going to be an arbitrator that's going to be picked by the NBA and best out of three. And we kind of knew what was going to happen. And, and it did. Okay, um, sure. Leroy Richardson tried that, a good friend right. of mine with 26 years in and he lost. So we went to the EOC first and we spent right. almost a year with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission in New York. They just right. basically shoved everything under the rug. They didn't rule on anything in almost a year. Right. We then filed a the writ to sue and uh, I've been—we're suing them now in federal court. It's the process has been over two, almost two and a half over two and a half years now.
0: Ken, when it first got adversarial, when you saw, wow, you know, push is going to come to shove. We're going to have a confrontation here. How uh, how soon did you? What, what were the first legal opinions you you got? Were lawyers uh, hesitant on the strength of your case, or did they think it was you're going to love this, a slam dunk? <laughs>
1: Well, I don't think anybody thinks nowadays anything in, in court is a slam dunk. I mean, and I'm not saying that we do either, but, but, and and again, people were arguing the medical aspect of this vaccine and that's fine. People have gone that route and, and that and I wish them well. Um, but, but for me it was, you know, it's, it's like, I felt like I've all, we've already won. I mean, no one's going to force me to do that. I mean, I, I believe that my, my Christian belief is more important than anything to me. So it mean I had to walk away from a job I loved. I, I made I made I made I made good money, and it's something that I love. But there's some things you have to decide, Bruce. What's most important in your life? You have to decide: Are you going to be forced into doing something? Are you going to be? This isn't the. This is only the, the beginning. You think this is the first and only time this is going to happen with our American people? It's going to come again. People are going to have to make decisions. But if we if we all stay together, if we all stuck together and said no. It's not about whether my bro- two of my brothers took the vaccine. That's I love my brothers. It's not about that. It's about all of us sticking together and saying we all have a choice, and we should be we should, we should respect each other's decision. And that hasn't happened, but I I think it's getting better. I hope so.
0: And that's my uh, belief and conviction as to our rights as individual humans, especially in the United States, and. Your, your the the merits of your case. I don't know if it jeopardizes. What can you tell me about um, what your lawyer, your legal team, or is is describing to you, and basing perhaps maybe your case on the legacy of American history and American law that says we've got the right, especially in light of after World War Two, two and the Nuremberg, you know, findings and rulings. Human beings have the final say about anything like this. Is that part of the strategy of, of your case?
1: I think you hit it in a nutshell. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, yes, according to the Constitution, according to the law, according to what what you you put it very eloquently, the way you put it just right there. I mean no human being should be forced to in fact inject a, a, a vaccine in their arm. If, if in fact, it's against their religious and or medical beliefs. So I, you know, it, it, like I say, not easy for me, because it's been the toughest two and a half years, maybe of my life. I mean, it's, you know, you go through hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you, you know, you go out and look for jobs, and you can't find jobs, because everybody thinks, oh, Mauer, you're going to be back, you know, they're going, you know, you're going to win, you're going to get your job back, we know what you're going to be doing. And so I mean, it's it's been very tough. Uh, but my my lawyer has He's not. He's straight into the book, and he's a straight shooter. And we become good friends. Ken, according to the law, according to the Constitution, you're right. Your your rights have been violated. We're going to win this thing,
0: and, right? And, and seventy uh, years of precedent, I would believe. I would think after Nuremberg, seventy plus years of precedent of we just can't shoot stuff into people's veins without their informed consent.
1: What they're saying, Bruce, what they keep coming back—I'm not allowed to talk about the the, the case, and I won't. Right, but right, it's, right. it's very easy. It's very, their whole mantra, their whole thinking, their whatever. I mean, it's it's not what they're talking about in the cases. We believe they're saying, well, you know, we believe that you're you know you're sincere about your Christian beliefs, but that's not really why you didn't take the vaccine. Well, if you believe I'm sincere about my Christian beliefs, nothing else really matters, does it? I mean. I'm allowed to have an opinion about who the best basketball player in the world ever was, or who's going to win the World Series, or you know, uh, I can have an opinion on who may or may not be yeah. the president. We can have our, our our opinions, but but you know, if you believe that I have a sincere faith, then. But they're just going to try to punch holes in in, in something else, saying no, that isn't the reason, or this is the reason, and it's not true. And so, um, I'm not. a I'm to from, win.
0: and I I grew up in and around New York. And there's the uh, fu defense that I feel like invoking on your behalf. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, I welcome it. Go ahead. Yeah, you know it's 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 unbelievable to it's unbelievable to me that it even has to be said that when I during COVID I knew a number of folks who were wrestling with the matter of what kind of exemption they could write. I even helped, I think, review someone's along those lines, and I'm so deeply offended as an American that anybody thinks they have the right to ask me why i want to do or not do something like take an injection that just blows my mind and that's part of why i think people want to talk to you i know i did and also the you know among the 30 other you know people that you've been interviewed with it has this import you know, the likes of Bobby Kennedy Jr. and Megyn Kelly it's, and, and Senator Johnson have a vested interest in this because these folks are passionate about clarifying the issue, which, which boils down to have we rights or have we not? With me is Ken Maurer, NBA referee, terminated because he refused to take an injection he didn't want. And now here is important information from today's News Talk TNT. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective.
3: I can tolerate another person's opinion if it's not a lie. You know, people say, well, that's just my opinion. But if your opinion is based on non-fact, what is that? I really believe we have nothing but evil that is pushing this climate change situation. The ultimate evil statement I've seen in this phony climate war came out from Reuters and the Biden administration, claiming that the massacre of 200 Christians on Christmas Day, for goodness sakes, had to do with climate change. Now, does anybody seriously believe that? Well, apparently a lot of these people do. We have had to deal with this for many years. John Kerry blamed the rise of Boko Haram on drought in Nigeria. Nigeria's rainfall has been above normal the last 25 years. It's similar to what happened in the 1950s. Let's see, was there Boko Haran in the 1950s? Was there the massacre of 200 Christians on Christmas Day in the 1950s? Yet it was raining more in the 1950s. What kind of evil is that? And I'll tell you something, it's across the board. I don't care if it's climate, I don't care if it's COVID. I don't care if it's a January 6th insurrection. This is worthy of Germany in the 1930s, the old Soviet Union, and China. What is amazing about it is the country that actually took the stand against that is now using those techniques on people that wish to keep the country the way it was founded. And they're using climate. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog Meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather, it's the only weather you got.
0: On a virtual road, you can test the limits of your driving ability to see how fast you can go under the most extreme conditions, like when it's dark, when the weather's bad, or when the unexpected happens. The higher the speed, the harder the impact. But driving isn't a game or a race. When you're on the road, just 10 miles per hour over the limit can mean the difference between life and death. You're responsible for people's lives and your own. Slow down and save lives. The conversation continues with Bruce de Torres on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Ken Maurer is describing his lawsuits against the NBA in America here for terminating him because he refused to take a COVID injection. Ken, the... Um, what do you, when you tell your story, when you're interviewed like this, are there certain things that you like to uh, get out and make these certain points that we haven't covered yet?
1: Well, one was is uh, two mainly, um, and and you've been very good at, at 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 covering most of them. Is that you know, I I I know you. I, I, Why well, I know you. You know because of this interview. I think, you're, I think you're a good man, a nice man. I don't know what religion you are and I don't care. I, 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 it doesn't matter whether you're Presbyterian or you're Baptist or you're a Mormon or you're, you could be Muslim, you could be Jewish. It, it doesn't matter to me. And I don't have a right to question you about your religion. I, I've talked with many people about their religions and I've learned a lot about their religions and why we're different and why we think differently. And I think it's great. So I'd love to sit down with you and talk to you about your religion and and see what it is that we, we may have in common and not and I may learn something. But the NBA thinks that they can come in and just, just after a 24 minute and 14 second interview, by the way, they didn't even know I recorded. And I'll let you run with that. They're telling me that I'm no longer a religious per, I'm not a religious person. I filed a one-page religious exemption. They asked us to do that. I'm not an author. I've never written a book. I did the best I could at writing down my feelings about explaining, you know, could you write down for yourself a one-page document explaining your religious beliefs? Okay, you could probably, I'm sure you could. And that's what I did. So that one-page religious document that I wrote and a 24-minute interview from that after 42 years, they determined I wasn't Christian. I don't think that's right. I think that's uh, wrong. I think that's uh, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. So that's the first thing I wanted to get out.
0: Okay. Before then, I comment the, on that, what's yes? What's the second thing?
1: Well, the second thing is is that is that even even though they they you know think they can question me on my religious beliefs and I would never. Then uh, on top of all that, they 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 come to the conclusion that if I in fact win this case and I may be reinstated, we don't have to give you your pension. So now, it, not only are they the rule keeper for whether or not I'm religion religious, but then they're also saying that if I win my case, Um, The judge may reinstate you. So therefore, it's been almost a year now. They don't have to give me my pension. And everybody knows why they're not giving me my pension, because they don't want me to have the money to to to, um, defend myself. So it's it's people have to understand that there's so much that goes on with one of these lawsuits. And when you fight big time corporations, you have to be ready for some 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 of this. But, you know, you just make a decision in your life that you're either going to fight it or you're not. And um, I'm not going anywhere. But that's, well, that's I, something I,
0: very yeah, and vis-à-vis the expense to you, I'm going to read the paragraph you posted at givesendgo.com/slash kenny mauer. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly, Kenny? Yes,
1: you are Mauer. No, yes, thank, you, thank you are. Yes.
0: All right, thank you. Quote: The NBA fired me for not getting the COVID injection. Now they're holding my pension and trying to bankrupt me. Help me fight back and fund a lawsuit against the NBA. I need your help. My name is Ken Maurer, one of the longest tenured referees in NBA history, spanning five different decades and over 2,100 regular season games, which was abruptly ended when I was forced out of the league because of my faith-based objections to the hastily developed COVID injection. Now they're trying to bankrupt me, withholding my pension, money I've earned over a long and successful career. They're trying to lay siege to me and lawyer me to death. I need your help to send a message to the NBA. You will not trample on religious and medical freedom. Can I count on you? And like you told me and I said at the top, you've pledged that when you win, and I love being so certain, all contributions will be paid forward to others fighting to defend their rights. And there's the the power and the and the greatness of what you're doing i want to ask a question about the sequence of things they terminated you then you initiated a lawsuit then you asked for your pension they denied it and then now you've got a second suit for your pension is that correct
1: absolutely correct
0: all right and now you're telling me they seem to have sent you the message that if they reinstate you you lose your pension my understanding of what a pension is is something one pays into during the entirety of their career with an organization and then according to the stipulations of of the agreement you get that when you fulfill or when those circumstances arise typically it's when you stop working what in the why in the world what in the world is there is there Defense for keeping your pension. I think that's the suit you're going to win. I would bet you would win that. Talk what about what, what am I, I circling I, I, here? What don't I see? Or what do you understand about their rationale for strong arming you out of your pension? We don't
1: we we, we agree with you. I mean, I'm gonna win both of these cases, but no, what they said here here's the funny thing that's come. We believe, and we're gonna Prove we believe we're going to prove, that they had no intention of hiring me back. They had no intention of of, of honoring any religious. They didn't allow, they didn't honor one religious exemption for anybody that was going to walk in the arena. Now, they honored religious exemptions for people that worked in the office, that were, were working from home or back and forth, remote or whatever you call it, back and forth. They did honor some of those religious exemptions, and their written religious exemptions were just like much like mine. So they honored those, but they wouldn't allow referees. And one other thing that's funny is the players were never mandated to take the vaccine, Bruce. So what that means is the NBA mandated everybody else in the arena to take the vaccine and protect their product, but they never made the product take the vaccine to protect everybody else. That, to me, I think is ridiculous. I think that's a shame. And so, and people don't know that. mm -hmm. People people to this day don't know that. But one further thing on the pension is, so you've got the big lawsuit is saying, we believe, we're going to prove that they had no intention of hiring me back. Whereas another part of the NBA is on the other side saying, if the judge reinstates you, then, then we don't, this is the reason we don't have to give you your pension now is because there's a judge that may reinstate you. So you got one part of the NBA that's saying, you know, the judge me, reinstate you. And you got another part of the NBA saying, we were never going to reinstate you anyway. Okay. So that's, and and the judge has it on his desk for almost five months now. He's had this summary judgment on his desk for the pension and he just hasn't ruled on it. So we're going to ask what? the commission. we're going to ask him, we're going to ask him, you know, if you really believed in safety and health, you really honestly and truly believed uh, in safety and health. Why didn't you shut down the league if the players didn't mandate the vaccine? We're going to see what he's going to say.
0: Well, what I'm what I'm hearing is a modern version of the mind games played by tyrannical regimes. And I'll reference Nazi Germany in the 30s as a beautiful example of of that those kind of mind games to soften up, confuse and bewilder one's population so that they just say I give up. I'll do whatever you want, because I can't make sense of your contradictory and even often changing rules. There is a big fat book about the rise and fall of the Nazi party in Germany, and it's called The Third Reich, and it's written by William L. Shire, S-H-I-R-E-R. It came out in 1961. This He was an American who was a correspondent placed in... Berlin, and in Germany in the 1930s, writing for American newspaper or two about, wow, this new party, the Nazis are in power as of 1933. And then after we won the war, from 45 through 1960, he studied all the records he could get his hands on from Germany, their documentation of why and how they did things. And then he published his book about how the Nazi party conquered Germany first psychologically and in every other way with its totalitarianism. And it sheds great light on the absurdities in your in your case. The other book along these lines, which is shorter and more accessible most likely, came out in the 2000s by Dr. Naomi Wolf and it's called The End of Liberty, excuse me, Do The End know. of America. Let me double check, it's right there, The End of America. Letter of Warning to a Young Patriot. And the skeleton of that book are the 10 steps that are inflicted on a free society and an open society to close it down. And your story is is a shining example of of the threat and the danger, and that's what's at stake. So it's not everybody in the arena. It's confusing. Why weren't the players? It's this like probing around to see what, And how many, what people will do these absurd things, like even accept a product called a vaccine when a little bit of research shows it takes seven, 10, maybe longer years before a product is officially stamped and approved by the FDA as a vaccine. It's absurdity wrapped in absurdity to think that in less than a year, these things are safe, and then with more research, we can find how horribly they're that they're you know how horribly not safe that they are, how horribly dangerous they are. So, um, what what are you? What's your take on the bigger historical implications of your story according to your new friend Bruce?
1: Well, Bruce, I I, I believe it's spiritual. I, I believe it was spiritual back then. I believe it's good versus evil. Talk about good versus evil. Back in the example you just gave, oh my gosh. You know, uh, horrible. I mean, to 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 allow that to happen in a country, and and yeah, there's a lot of brainwashing back then. I mean, they tried to bring up the Pope's take on the vaccine. Uh, they try to bring that up, and I asked the NBA, I said, well, the Vatican was well aware of what was going on back in 1945 in Germany, and they turned their back. Right, do you agree with the Pope's stance back then? So you know, you can you know you can pick and choose whatever you want to go after people for their religious faith. Um people are human beings. I don't agree with some of the things that the Pope is saying and doing right now. That doesn't mean that I'm not a Christian. That doesn't mean I don't believe in the Catholic church. So mm-hmm. I, I believe a lot of this is, is good versus evil. I believe you have to take a stance on whether you believe in good. I know there's an opinion on what is good and what is evil. If you believe in the Holy Bible and you believe in his word, then I think that's the truth. And I don't think the the Lord and the Holy Bible would have believed in what took place back in in the example you just gave or in what's going on right now. So I think we're on the right side. I, I do believe it's spiritual. I, I believe I am on the right side. I I'm not going cave to the to the mandates and the tyranny and the, and but again, uh, I, I, more importantly, I'm certainly not going to be involved with anything that has to do against my religious beliefs. and I keep coming back to that because that's what's given me the strength uh, to fight this because there's been good days and there's been bad days. And um, I know there's a lot of people that are suffering a lot worse than I am. And that's why, like, I'm so glad you said that. I I thank you again, because yes, when I do win this thing, I am going to. I will show people on my site every nickel that I get, where it's going to go and where it's going to be paid forward, because I had a tough time doing that because I didn't want to. I have I have older women at functions that I take part in in speeches. One woman came up to me, Bruce. After I spoke with Senator uh, Senator Jensen out of Minnesota, a wonderful guy, I've become a good friend of mine. What a great guy he is. And Scott we Jensen,
0: right? Yeah. Scott
1: Jensen, he's a great guy. And um, we we're very friendly. And um, Scott and I did a event in Minnesota earlier, earlier this summer. And at the end, we were up at the front of the room, and this little lady, this woman, came up to me. And she shook my hand, and she gave me $5 in my hand. Well, if that doesn't make you emotional, which it did, and if that doesn't make you want to continue to fight, I'm fighting for my wife and myself. I don't deny that. But if I can influence somebody else to say, hey, come on, let's lock arms here. Let's not take this. This is enough. Mm. It's going to happen again. And maybe somebody can look at this interview or some other interview and say, you know what, if it can happen to Maurer, it can happen to me too. And um, I hope they stand the ground. That's That's why I'm doing what I'm doing.
0: In either or both of your lawsuits, one to be reinstated, get your job back so you can work and make a living, and the other for uh, your your pension, would you want your pension even whether you, even if you're reinstated?
1: Well, if I got reinstated, I wouldn't need I wouldn't need my pension. But the fact of the matter is, is there's a lot of wonderful things I could have done with that pension in the last year. And, uh, you know, the pension doesn't give you any interest. They put it in an account that's creating, what, 2 3% interest, whatever. You know, I could have done a lot of wonderful things with that pension, in, including paying attorney's fees, helping other people out, paying my mortgage and investing it.
0: So I was just curious you know, about your strategy about that. I also wonder, with either or both of the lawsuits, are you suing for damages?
1: Oh, yes, sir, I am. Yes, Good. sir, I'm glad. I am.
0: Oh, I'm glad. I hope painful suing damages.
1: For damage. <laughs> suing for damages. I'm suing, yeah, I'm suing for damages on both. I mean, it's yes. it's I believe, I believe it's illegal to, to do what they're doing. And I want to I, I, if we haven't already, we're going to file an ERISA violation and go right after that pension plan and say, hey, what what they're saying, Bruce, is is how many people do you know that have either been terminated? Oh, by the way, you were right on the pension, too. When you're terminated, you lose your job or you die. You're allowed your your your, your earned pension. So you were right on. So right, what they're right. saying is, how many people do you know that have quit a job from a company and gone back and? Done something else for the company. How about people that were terminated from that employer right. and gone back right. and done something else for that? So what they're saying is, we don't have to give you your pension because everybody may be rehired back sometimes. So why do we have to give you your pension? It's
0: just absurd. And so it's absurd. Well, and I like that you're you're staying laser focused on the issue of your rights, which is something that every American has a stake in the outcome, and people can contribute. To, the, to your legal efforts at give, send, go.com slash Kenny Mauer, M-A-U-E-R. And are you fantasizing about writing a book or or commissioning someone to write a screenplay about your travails?
1: Well, it's funny. I've become, all the all the beautiful people that you've mentioned, Sasha and Catherine and Meryl, I, I've become friends with all of them. They're wonderful women. They're wonderful people. And um, what they're doing to help, you know, uh, the, 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 People with, that have been denied their freedoms—they're wonderful people. So I, I wanted to say hello to them on the show. So there's Catherine a lot of so there's a
0: lot of possibilities. Ken Maurer, I'm just watching the clock here, and I want to uh, thank you again for your, you know, your effort on on your first it was your own behalf, but it really is to defend you know your rights and freedom on behalf of everybody on the planet, especially Americans. And people can learn more more about you and your case at GiveSendGo.com slash Kenny Mauer, M-A-U-E-R. And this is today's News Talk, TNT.